Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris. We're down here on Bondi Beach being very spiritual. Or well, not really. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Yes, we are. Okay. We're walking along the beach. It's a beautiful morning. It was freezing, but cold this morning. I think it was two degrees or something. But the sun's out. Everybody's happy. Going for their runs. And I'm going for my walk a run which is a walk uh, today I did a blog number 63 episode 63 on things I wish my dad taught me and this one was about people on purpose attract support now you know well enough already from all the different conversations we've had on online like this that well, support and challenge go hand in hand. So yes, people on, on purpose attract support, but they also attract challenge too. The purpose of the conversation, however, is talking about which level of your mind you're operating from and how easy it is to get caught up in a certain level of thinking and then forget that you're in that level of thinking and and start trying to work from that space and I think when you go to work you've got to take some responsibility for the level of the mind that you've chosen to work in if you if you're uh, you know you're running late for work pretty much you'll be in a got to space maybe a should you know, you got to, of course, is, you know, fight, flight, fear is what's going to happen. What you should is being ostracized, fear of being ostracized from the tribe and being labeled as not a great person, all that stuff, all that sort of belonging stuff. Or you might be even operating in your need to level of mind, which is feeling emotionally self-critical and emotionally judged and judging yourself and judging others. So you can arrive at work really easily in one of these lower-minded headspaces. And the question's going to be, do you take responsibility for that before you start work? Or do you start work and then suddenly find yourself in a pickle or not performing or not doing things as best you can so because I'm a sole trader and I work for myself and always have I find this topic really important but maybe that's not as important to you as it is to me because I work for myself and because I do the work that I do for a global reason and I bring in a wealth to the world I find arriving in a good space in my work really easy it's automatic for me to surround myself with props at my desk to make sure I sort of settle myself into a really good headspace before I do anything on the computer or uh, online or with somebody. And I, it's just automatic. And maybe I, from time to time, because it's automatic and I've been doing it for 30 something years, I forget to talk about it. When I get up in the morning, I try not to talk 
before I go through the ritual of getting to my laptop out in the quiet of the dining room and dictate onto my speech to text uh, blog. Not all of those blogs are spectacular, but I would say if I tried to write the same thing at two o'clock in the afternoon, it would not be the same. There is something about that early point, 5 a.m. or before the sun comes up, there's something about that time of day that really, really inspires my highest level of thought and feeling. So let's get back to starting work. Sometimes I get a, an inkling during my brekkie to have a quick look at what's on Instagram today. And Instagram is a, uh, is a need to level of mindset. TikTok is a got to. Uh, Facebook is a should. So you can actually go on and no matter what you read, whether it's even the Pope doing a sermon or one of my blogs, the, the medium dictates the mind space that it resonates with. And I think it's very important to enjoy those mind spaces. They need to be satisfied. You've got to, needs to be feel nourished and banked and therefore you don't drop into it. So, you know, you need to have a few bucks in the bank, you need to have a few trusts in love and you need to have a few, uh, days of exercise in a week to make sure you're healthy. You need to have blood tests and all sorts of things just to make sure there's no got to lurking in the shadows. I went to the dentist yesterday and had another crown put on for thousands of dollars to one of my lower teeth that cracked and my dentist is really clever. He just says, well, that's not an option, Chris to have that done because it might break. And if it breaks, I'll have to do surgery to get to the broken tooth to put a crown on it. So it's either do it now or do it in a, in a surgery when it breaks off. So he gave me a got to proposition. And in a sense, it wasn't should I or would I or can I or do I need it it's I've got to do it and therefore spending the money was not an option so with all this said we sit at work we come back to our work we've looked at Facebook we've looked at the newspaper we've connected with our tribe we know where everyone's at and we start work the only way to get yourself into purpose, into the highest states of mind, is to remind yourself of what's the mission, vision, purpose of your life. And that purpose needs to be a global one if you're wishing to be inspired in a national business. If you want to be inspired in a uh, regional business, you have to be in, you have to be, uh, your, 
your purpose can be contextualized in the community in which that region is put. In other words, we, we connect what we're doing to the next layer bigger than ourselves. If I have a state-wide business, I need to have a national purpose. If I have a national purpose, a national business, I need to have an international uh, purpose. If I have an international business, I need to have a universal purpose. So sometimes when we write our purpose, it feels a little bit abstract or not relevant, but we can always chunk it down into layers, just one layer bigger than our ambition. For example, if you're running, as I said, a national business, which is, you know, countrywide, you might have an international purpose, the world. Uh, if you have an international business, you'll have to have, without any shadow of doubt, a universal purpose, which is, such as jobs, you know, put a dent in the universe. So, I'm not telling you anything that hasn't been done before or spoken before. In some ways, what I'm doing with all this is reverse engineering the great success stories of our times. People who were remembered after they leave had a purpose bigger than themselves. Whether you like them or not, that's completely not the, the question. They left a mark. And the same power that gives a person the ability to leave a black mark gives them the ability to leave a white mark. And I'm not talking about racism here, I'm talking about good and bad or dark uh, energy and light energy. So when you sit down to your desk, if you go from transport or movement into your desk and you don't sit down and read your purpose or think about your purpose and reconnect with your purpose, you're probably doing yourself a big injustice because you will arrive in the state of mind of the last thing you thought about. And that is whether the coffee's cold or hot, which is a bipolar got-to state of mind, then that's how you start work. And that's the quality of the work you generate. And it may be halfway through the day before you realize that you've just spent half a day fluffing around with something that's not really mission critical. The other aspect of what I wrote about this morning is something that I don't know if I can ever influence, but the fact is, when we're suffering, we're motivated. <coughs> we're motivated to, to improve. When we stop that suffering and find a gliding level of life, a level where we're not in pain and we're not suffering, but we're also not in great extreme levels of joy. We find what's called in uh, the work of Thoreau and what have you, a quiet life of desperation, mediocrity, mediocre. It's like not bad. Uh, we're not having big fights with the missus or the mister. We're not having uh, quarrels with the kids. We're, we're not uh, suffering from backache, rheumatic or muscular pain. 
we're not in any form of uh, extreme suffering, we start to be what's called, uh, what I would call thankful. And in that state of thankfulness, we're just thankful that we're not suffering. We're not inspired, we're not just suffering. And I think that is this one of the most dangerous places to, to arrive at and then think to yourself, this is it. Because it's not. It's what Maslow called uh, the highest level of human existence. Self-sufficiency or whatever he called the highest level. And he missed three. He missed inspiration. Inspired living is where the amount of pain or struggle or suffering is inconsequential because the joy of living becomes purposeful, becomes greater than yourself. And you think to yourself every day, how did I change the world today? How, do I, how did I improve this environment? How did I live my purpose? At the same time, enjoying the beauty of sensory gratification from time to time. Okay, this is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.